Should we start recording? Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah. Start recording any second now. Uh, recording. On. Honor. What? I'm even more on than Katie. Oh, my, oh okay. Honor, oh, yeah. honor has another oh. assignment as a word. Does it? Uh, honor? Yeah, like like believe- what you're supposed to do to thy father. He's oh, getting honor. Yeah. I honor. think it's pronounced coupon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, call back to when you weren't here. Sorry, Anthony. That's uh, the last he's one. throwing shade at Alex. It's good. <laughs> That's good. This is like it's like getting to be a fan of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think probably of all the things that I've heard that tickle you, Katie, someone being mean to me has got to be near the top. What? We talk about how this is like your thing all the time. People being mean to you. I know. And like teasing you. This is your thing. Yeah, I'm the first one great. to do this. I'm the first one to yeah. be made fun of. This is my thing. It's a great, it's a great niche. Good job. Hey, first guy through the door always gets shot. You know, Alex. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. you. It's true. You I feel like I took a heel turn in my life, like a while ago. <laughs> um, what are the other ones? Uh, as you were a, a jabroni. <laughs> okay, now you're just mixing up terminology. Now who's the right rookie poo candy ass? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anthony's yeah. a candy ass for there's, sure. Listen, listen to me, Alex. Okay, there's a rhyme and reason. These words have meanings. You I can't, can't just throw them around and reassign them. Willy I nilly, am so right? excited to learn those meanings. You at need some to. Point. You need to stay in kayfabe. This whole episode. <laughs> all right. I don't want anyone breaking kayfabe. All right. I. Th- Think I might know what that means, but I'm not entirely sure. Shoot ourselves into a—I forget the what the opposite of what a work is. Oh man, now I can't use this riff because <laughs> <we laughs> fucked up the last word. Jabroni. Yeah. Jabroni. <laughs> Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about The Rock. And sometimes we go months at a time without coming, but we always return to the true passion, The Rock, because it we is... Just, we left, yeah, we left because we wanted to earn, like, we didn't want all of our fans to, like, you know, be, like, you know, just The Rock fans. We wanted to, like, to be, we wanted to earn it and come back home. And I'm so glad to be here again. Happy The Rocktober. Rocktober is always home to me. It's, always will be. <laughs> it's... Uh, we went to Hollywood for a little while, but we are back, and it is the Rocktober Johnstober, and it it is just such a delight to be back in the greatest time of year. It's almost starting to feel like the Rocktober is the normal part, and then we have an eleven month theme of not the Rock, but this is the real us. This is the most I feel most true to myself that I feel is when we're talking about I, the I Rock. Just, I just realized that, like the, if anyone getting the rift that I butchered uh, by watching this the Rock documentary or. <laughs> Rockumentary, I guess, that we saw. It's really yeah, the Rockumentary. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, I am Alex Falcone. I'm your host. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And this panel that you're starting to enjoy already is terrific. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter. Uh, well, really not on Twitter, but that's where he he owns. And he's in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Do you smell what the fox is cooking? <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> um, this might not be the only rock fox joke that i make this time just if you but if you were third if you were first or we start third person as the fox this whole episode i'm fine with that um no but like scott the fox will be like like why why i don't know did he smell what i was cooking around (laughs) this is a person alex i knew back in the day anyway not funny let's keep moving well you sure are full of references people don't get also (laughs) 
joining us today. He's at Anthony Lopez PT2 Part Two on Twitter in Portland, Oregon. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. I would love. I'm very excited. Well, I was very excited to hear what you guys thought of this, but then I remembered it doesn't matter what any of you think of this. <laughs> So that's that's a good thing to keep in mind when you do anything wrestling related, you know? Of, of all his catchphrases, it doesn't matter what your name is, is like my favorite and the meanest. Well, it's it's and it's it's not really the insult, right? The thing that's so great about that is like a catchphrase. It's it's a thing you say given an opportunity, right? You can right. put it on at any time. Hey, Alex, uh, what did you have for lunch today? I was. Uh, it what? doesn't matter what you had for lunch today. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to so ask. Fun to do. It's the best. It's the best thing of all the rocks catchphrases. Just cutting some, asking someone, and then like. An earnest question, yeah. and then insulting them, them for answering it. is amazing. Uh, I like that you get really esoteric with it. It's like it doesn't matter which Godfather you think is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today, are, we have a very special guest. She's at KT Nuggin on Twitter and everywhere else. In also in Portland, it's Katie Nuggin. It's Katie Wynn. You can't. But I like yeah. your thing, and when I said it, and I fucked it up the second time. You know what I mean? That makes Nuggin, more yeah. sense. Yeah, it's Katie Wynn. Yeah. You can't see me, but I've opened my eyes very wide and my eyebrow has climbed six inches up my face. It's the people's eyebrow. Yeah. That's my second favorite game is that he calls everything the people's blank. So when he's talking about like when I'm 80 years old and I'm out here with the people's walker. Yeah. Which but he doesn't like earn it, though. He like you can't self-declare. It's kind of like a Kim Jong-un kind of thing. You know, like you can't <laughs> declare yourself the champion of a people who hate you. No, no, no. No, the you see the sixty-five thousand people at Madison Square Garden declared him the people's champion. That one time, that, and every time after that for years afterwards, you know. Oh, see, I thought it was like he'd sold shares in himself, and oh. when he was very young, and so we technically all own a bit of the rock, and so wait, 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 wait. The... that's not how shares work exactly, Alex. No, you're it's right. Not like everyone just gets some. Oh, okay. Like, no, no, no. I got it better. Better, better. It's not like it's not like a YouTube album, Alex. I think he is like the like a park, and okay. so it really is technically the people's walker because we own the because as citizens we all own the park. Oh, it's like sort of like we all own that like uh, policeman. Is that the way? Yeah, yeah. You know? Like yeah, he's he's, he's rep or like the way a, a, a better better version. <laughs> I'll get here. <laughs> it's like the way a prosecutor <laughs> is like representing the people's case. Okay, wait, so is this the People's Court? And if you can't afford The Rock, one will be provided for you. <laughs> the Rock will be provided for you. <laughs> Thank you for saving this. Yeah. If there, if it was People's Court and there was a jury, it would be a hung jury. Yes, that is true. <laughs> it's uh, another The Rock line. You guys didn't watch it, this documentary with us. Katie, did you did you mean to start your, your riff with a John Cena reference and then go into a Rock reference? Yeah. I don't know if you even realized Did you mean you to do that? that? No, wait, what? I don't even... I, know, I noticed that, but I don't know enough about it to know if I understood it or not. John yeah. Cena's main catchphrase is, you can't see me. Oh. Uh, so you open with, thing. you can't see me, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the hand thing's definitely a part of it, but... Wait, why can't we see John Cena? The hand, I'm, I'm assuming. Is it, makes <laughs> it visible? Is there a ring that he has? Does he have that cloak from Harry Potter? He waves his fingers. It's like a hex, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's, it's a glimmer he puts on the audience every night. He goes out. Guys, can he, we develop our own catchphrases by the end of this podcast? I would really like this. I would like it too, but now I'm like panicking under the pressure. 
They won't I'm be just, good. That's that's okay. I'm I mean, you can't TV here. is pretty bad for a WWE yeah, it's a wrestler. Catchphrase for a TV show. I'm going to just steal real yeah, wrestling medium. catchphrases since you guys don't know any oh, of them that's and true. pretend. You shouldn't have given yourself away, man. Yeah. No, at least you won't know. I I'm still won't know. Yeah. Catchphrase. Or Woo! then he'll throw in. <laughs> he'll throw in fake catchphrases and we'll be like, "Oh, I assume that's from Triple yeah. H." You've always been Macho Man uh, uh, Anthony, Anthony Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Andy, I am just Anthony Savage. too sweet. <laughs> Once you start doing it, then it just sounds like any words are a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they kind of are. Oh, man. Uh, do you guys know, speaking of like uh, catchphrases, are you guys familiar with the greatest catchphrase comedian of all time, Hamburger? Is this a is is was that whole thing a catchphrase from a WWE wrestler? Al- I don't get it, so. Alonzo Hamburger Jones was okay. a deaf comedy jam- comedian, and he says hamburger not just as a catchphrase, but like as like a stall word, like instead of like or um, he says hamburger. <laughs> it's tick or incredible, tick? No, but he gets introduced as Alonzo Hamburger Jones, so it's a tick. They're being real mean. He just yeah, says hamburger. After every joke, all the time, that's his huh. thing. Should I do he's that? Just the most successful person with Tourette's of all time. <laughs> he just can't help. He just says hamburger every once in a while. Uh, I know it's his feet. Is. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll see if I want that one to be mine. That's a special bonus recommendation uh, that I only was presented with recently. But look up hamburger. Uh, uh, Alonzo Hamburger Jones. All right. Uh, so this is episode number 410 of the podcast. We have now done as many episodes as the number of parts of carbon dioxide per million parts of air we breathe. Is that good or bad? That's do we super need more? Bad. Do we need less? <laughs> we, oh, really? We could use less. It's a record. Oh, well, at least it's a record. Yeah. Woo! I mean, if, if you're into... <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a record? That's a good catchphrase. Um... Yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, speaking of things that are dangerous to breathe in, this Ask week... Ask my wife, and she will tell you that is my catchphrase. <laughs> is that a record? <laughs> uh, that's a catchphrase uh, of you walking around a music store, but you can't tell shapes. Yeah, I have really bad um, like object permanence and yeah. recall abilities. <laughs> and, yeah, you, you have some sort of like media format dysplasia. Yeah. Or you just like you look at like singles the first time and you're kind of confused about like how why are they so short? You're like, wait, yeah. is that a record? <laughs> Full album? No, just a single. Where are the B sides? Anyway, uh, so uh, speaking of things that are dangerous to breathe in, this week we're talking about The Rock because <laughs> because it's The Rocktober, obviously. Um, and but this is our third The Rocktober we've celebrated here on the podcast, I believe. Maybe yeah, third. Um, and we've focused on him mostly as an actor on the show, but we have still this is our first time we're finally going to talk about his greatest role ever which is backup linebacker for the calgary stampeders (laughs) (laughs) of the canadian football league no we're going to talk about him as a wrestler like and it is kind of embarrassing having watched this because that was such a big part of his career that i knew nothing about except that every time we bring him up anthony mentions the people's elbow so i knew that was a thing from this show (laughs) i do think there's something to be said about like it is his greatest role in the sense that it is a character he has been playing. He played nightly for years. Yeah. Like, I do think that's one of the fascinating things about wrestlers. Like, Triple H is the one guy in this documentary who's been there the whole time and is still actively a part of the WWE. Mm-hmm. And 
his character arc, like watching like early stuff with him and seeing like, holy shit, it's like I've been watching like a twenty five season soap opera. Look how far this character has come. Like, you, they really do. There is something. To she started that. out as just single H and just grew from there, guys. <laughs> Each the other. It's not actually a name. It's a title for every decade you've been wrestling. Yeah. You get a new H. Get another H. Uh, I was I wanted to look up his name to see like if it was like Hunter Herbert Holmes Helmsley. Yeah, it's uh, Paul Michael Levisk, but that's a good one. Uh, what? Not his real name? Yeah, not his real name, according to Wikipedia. So wait, he's he's single P, single M, single L. That's that's much more. His original WWE name was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, but his real name is Paul Michael Levesque, and PML is just not as good of a. Single P, single M, CM, single L is not a great name. I see why you might have changed that. But, uh, you know, hindsight. Yeah. I do like also that they're... <laughs> Triple yes, hindsight. Is that hindsight, a record? You're right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's, he's been playing this character every night for years and years uh, of The Rock. And then he became a famous actor and didn't have to get uh, punched in the throat as often. And so he backed off it. Which I understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would miss the oil. I think once you like you know, grow accustomed to it, so I think like you know, like I just I feel like you just you lead to cracking or something. Yeah, his he probably still has to oil. I okay. So what we did though, so for those of you at home who have not experienced any wrestling, I am not a I have I've watched one wrestling match in my entire life, and that was about an hour ago. So it was my first time actually watching wrestling. But before that, we watched uh, the the first couple hours of a documentary called WWE, The Epic Journey of Dwayne Johnson. So if you want to learn a little bit about The Rock, that is available somewhere. If Pretty you, sure Ken's, Ken Burns did it, right? Yeah, it's like, a classic Ken Burns. It's weird how he chose sepia tone for like 2003, but he's got a thing. Yeah, Herzog was going to take it on, but then he got injured, so it was... Herzog was waiting for him to... If The Rock had, like, died, then Herzog would be all about it. This is too happy of an ending. I think, no, Herzog had, like, the neck injury that sidelined him for that year of documentary, (laughs) WWE documentary. Man, that sure is a thing they glance over, that you get a neck injury in the ring that takes a year to heal. Uh, Anyway. I mean... Yeah, not the Rock. He's fine. Uh, anyway, so we watched the talk about it. So Anthony knows about wrestling, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Katie and Ezra, but you guys are not very experienced wrestling watchers. Yeah, I know nothing about it. I yeah, knew nothing that, I about mean, it. You could definitely say you're not. I uh, don't know a lot about wrestling because you refer to it as experienced wrestling watchers. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it. That, that also makes it seem like I'm just... not a good talker, but. Yeah. <laughs> experienced talker <laughs> so we put up uh, as we do uh, for most of our months like this or our theme months we put up uh, a vote uh, for our meat buddies and they chose this episode so we we, we the rocked the vote and that's how we ended up with this rockumentary for the rocktober and so I'm very excited to be talking about it basically this show is called Anthony Explains Wrestling to the Three of Us and uh, I can't. I can't wait. But I say, let's start out. Actually, for those of you who did not watch this documentary and don't know anything about The Rock's career pre-films, let's do a tag team summary of that career. Uh, I will begin, I guess, and just tag me when you, whenever it is boring or incorrect. Cool. Can anyone tag anyone? Is that how tag teams work? Yeah. I assume no. tag team means you have to. <laughs> no. <'cause... laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. Uh, Anthony's catchphrase actual. for today is, uh, no. No. I mean, hey, you know, when it's on, it's on. Shit gets crazy in the squared circle, but, uh, sometimes Yo. you may accidentally tag in the wrong guy, but no, in a regulation <laughs> tag team match, you oh, can good. tag in your teammates. I, was, I, want, I want this a good, clean match. I'm assuming yeah. uh, that there are no regulations. Perhaps I was wrong. Um, I all right. So here's the Rock. The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, is the son of Rocky Johnson, a famous uh, wrestler, a like world fame. Uh, wor- uh, um, uh, what am I talking about? The, anyway, the the Hall of Fame. That's what it is. A Hall of Fame wrestler, and uh, his so uh, Rocky Johnson is a Hall of Fame wrestler, but so is his father. I forgot the name. Incorrect. It is his mother's father. Oh, really? Ooh, tag. Yeah. Ooh, good tag. All right. Uh, yeah. Katie, continue. So he's a third generation wrestler, but not consecutive generations. Yeah, he's got on both sides of his family. His like, grandma was like, one of the first female WWE promoters. It's in his blood. He grew yeah. up like going to, going to matches and stuff like that. Also, he's like one of the first. He's like maybe half Samoan, half black. So he's also yes. one of like, the yeah, so his grandpa was like the, well, the first Samoan like champ of something, something. Was um, uh, <laughs> uh, so wait, so his his father and then his mother's father were both wrestling legends. Did his father meet his mother in a wrestling related incident? I mean, it would be a fucking wild coincidence. If it wasn't. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Like, oh, why you cut? Oh, it's so awesome. We met you at this dry cleaner. What do you do, <laughs> wrestling? No way. Okay. Well, okay. What a small world. <laughs> dry cleaning is very necessary if you're wrestling, though, right? So, I mean, it's like, just... it's, it's, yeah, this is not really? like it's uh, unrelated. You don't, I mean, you don't think they can machine wash those tights? No, shrinkage, man. Yeah. What? And you can't get blood out of those tights. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Martinize that shit. Yeah. <laughs> You need dry chemicals, Alex. So, uh, a tag. So, The Rock comes from this line of wrestlers, but and he's been ex- exposed to it since he was a child, but his dream is to play football. He has three dreams. To graduate from college, to get into the NFL, and to win a national championship. And he accomplishes only the easiest of those three goals. He graduates from the University of Miami, where he's an okay football player. But uh, but played with with good football players. Yeah, yeah. He, his school was like the best school for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was second to a much more famous and successful football player. Um, who? But I, does that does that football player have his own show on HBO <laughs> called Ballers? I think not. No, I I I think probably that's uh, not called like Sappers. I guess right. <laughs> it, it's Warren Sapp. <laughs> is why that joke makes sense. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so he he finishes college, goes on to uh, be cut from the Calgary Stampeders of the CFL two months into the season where he was only a backup anyway. A backup running back, or as they call it, double back. And so having failed at his main goal, he decides to go into the family business and become a professional wrestler. And first his dad, tag, first his dad's like, no, that's not a good idea. And then his dad's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's one of those Buddhist tests. All dads have to tell you not to go into the family business three times, and then they'll let you in. Yeah, uh, and then he's like, uh, you know, he's 
he's a rookie on the on the. I guess he, he uses his uh, his connections. He gets in. Um, he's a rookie. He's doing well, and people are like, "Meh, this is not this is not enough added. This is not enough tood for me. I need way more tood." This is well, the, that's because it was the tood era of wrestling. Yeah, this is the tootful late '90s, early aughts. Is that right? This would have been early '90s. This was going oh, wow. in to the um, going into the uh, attitude era. So this is like mid '90s, like '94, '95, '96, something like that. Uh, was his first SummerSlam appearance, but that was still, you know, like when wrestlers were like superheroes in Saturday morning cartoons before they learned about the word pussy and got edgy in the nineties, you know? Yeah, (laughs) they did. There was this weird thing where they kept talking about how like one of the bad guys said ass a lot. Yeah. And that mattered. Uh, Well, that was like, I mean, that was like triple H's whole thing was when he was a good guy. Like when they talk about their first feud, it was triple H and D generation X which was this group of fucking, you know, it was a guy named X-Pac and China and Billy Gunn and the Road Dog, And they went around and they told people to suck it. Uh-huh. And people <laughs> lost their goddamn minds. Oh, that's why those guys were doing that, like... Yeah, the chop co- thing, yeah. that's from D-Generation X. The reason why every elementary school and middle school kid did that uh, oh. growing up was because of reference to Shawn so, Michaels and Triple H I didn't even telling know adults. That was why I was That's why I told that. people to suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> going around. It feels like we're like, it's almost like we're learning Latin. Like we're just all of a sudden understanding <laughs> the like, roots oh of all this God. stuff. Yeah. 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 You know, they didn't go into uh, one point. I was kind of hoping that they would at least reference this just to get a look of embarrassment. But there was one raw when Degeneration 8, Degeneration X, to make fun of the nation, uh, the. The Power Nation, not the Power Nation. Uh, what was the name of his Domination first, Nation? The Dom, yeah, the Nation of Domination. Domination, yeah. They came out all in blackface on oh. the USA Ooh. Network at like eight thirty on a Monday. I remember seeing that and being <laughs> like, "I don't even understand," but I know this is wrong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the wrestling in the nineties was it's great. A weird time. Yeah. So, uh, Katie, t- tag in. Take over from there. Where are we? We're at. He's just started wrestling, and people aren't liking him because he doesn't have enough tude. Yeah, he's going by his full name still, Rocky Maivia or whatever. Yes, that's it. That's that. That that, that was his grandfather's uh, ring name combined with his uh, dad's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People hated him, but it wasn't like a love. It wasn't that good love to hate thing. It seemed like it was just kind of like he was not appreciated. Hated him. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, like, he's too smiley, and he was talking about how, like, they could see through him because he would, like, lose a match, but then just be, like, happy and grateful to be there. And he's like, and that's bullshit. They don't want to see that, you know? So they wanted to see more attitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they, tag, and they got it because he turned heel, which is where you are into people booing you instead of being sad when they boo you, apparently. you have villain in the story there's easier ways to describe these things alex it's not it's not it's not so fun i i gotta tell you anthony like wrestling is not that complicated people who don't know anything about wrestling always look at it like like it's like looking into a fish tank it's an alien world what's going on it feels like like i watched this match it felt like an alien world i I I would be if I if I was maybe five years older I would be tempted to use the word appalled when I watched it I was just so confused and frightened 
Wait, is that when you? What, is that that's what will make you appalled? Like in the future, what what will he appall you in five years, Alex? No, no. no. So we, I mean, it, I just wouldn't. Do you I'm not to get the vapors while you were I'm watching. I'm just too it? young to say. Come on. I'm just too young to say that I'm appalled by something, but that's the closest word I can think of. It was You're so like, foreign, Anthony. Are you like semi appalled? I am be appalled. <laughs> uh, it's very easy. A soap opera. But where the drama is acted out in vignette sketches uh-huh. and through physical violence. <laughs> That's it. It's, it you is see, that third very, one is where it's weird. Sim- no, it's not because it's it's what we do with. You like, saw The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah I well, mean, that's true. those shows have just as much. Not they don't have just as much violence as a night of wrestling. I mean, <laughs> let's not be ridiculous here. But they have violence as well. They have conflict. It's that same thing. It's just that in a theatrical right. show. It's right? a sports play. Yes, it's a sports play. A very, very, like, exhausting, impressive sports play. And they make a terrible garbage product now. Uh, all right. So, Ezra, where are we? So, the he has more toot. He turns heel. Yeah, and people love it. He gets to say a lot of stuff that uh, coins phrases like SmackDown and uh, other... Yeah, those things. Jabroni? That was Rudy Pooh Candy Ass. Rudy Pooh Candy Ass, which it sounded like he'd messed up, but then like he turned into the just skid and kept saying, "Yeah, can't, can't miss." Yeah, just yeah. Just you on the mic? Machine. It's live. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go with it. Some yes, of his, some of his improv was like really impressive, and some of it was really weird. Like he was like, "You're seven feet tall, but if you put your brain in a parakeet, he'd fly backwards." <laughs> like, I, I don't know. The Rock is that good? I mean. I think I think if you feel confident about it, you really it does land. You know, that's, like I think that's exactly that's his strategy to the whole thing. Is if you're confident enough, everything lands. Because I wrote down some other great riffs, like which was like, "Here's a nursery rhyme for you." Mary had a little lamb. Well, piss on the lamb, piss on Mary, and piss on you. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't just... sound good like when you say it this way, but like, yeah. Hey, here's the thing: who who is going to like call out the rock? On like, oh no, you didn't, you didn't tell a good joke. I feel like you have a little more like, a, like leeway, I guess, when you are six five and like two seventy. Well, that's true. I definitely wouldn't call him on real life, but it seems like the whole <laughs> thing of them is to, for them to call each other out on things. Yeah. Well, and it's also well, there's, there's also an element again, like they do one of these fucking shows like once a night, man. Like you got, you're generating a lot of material. Well, it's not all gonna be great. That's true. Is it every night? I mean, it's not literally every night, uh, but I mean, so when wrestling at like the height of the 90s, right, when it sort of was getting really popular around that, it was, they had one main show raw, then they did a monthly pay-per-view, and then they did house shows, like shows in like theaters or smaller arenas almost every night of the week. Uh, oh, wow. So like, you could do a few of those, but always be back for raw. So you might not go and do like the whole road trip. But you would do one or two appearance, and that's where they would test out a lot of like younger wrestlers and have a few ones at the end of the big end of the night kind of stuff. So, do they broadcast those tour shows? No, no, okay. those are just house shows, and nothing important plot related ever happens in those. Obviously, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they occasionally like someone would get injured at one, and they would have to like cut to something they filmed on like a Wednesday in Tallahassee, and that was always weird. Um, Man, but yeah, for the most part, it's you know it's generating a lot of material here, so and they've are... never paid for good writers. <laughs> well, so okay, so WrestleMania is like their biggest event of the year. Yes, and then there's also SmackDown. 
Well, SmackDown's a separate weekly show on television. Okay, is that in a weekly show? Are there like matches? Are there elimination? What's the schedule? So, okay. Man, because it looks like there's also a million other things from looking at their website. There's a Royal Rumble, there's Elimination okay, okay. Chamber, you're, there's Great Balls of Fire. You're thinking, okay, yeah, there's that song. That's right. <laughs> no, no. This is old a, 50s rock and rolls a lot. There's a show uh, called Great Balls of Fire. It's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a uh, real no, thing. There, there is Hound a dog. monthly pay-per-view that is like the Royal Rumble or SummerSlam or whatever, right? And those are where those... the big things. So that's the big plot. Yeah, those are the big things. WrestleMania is like the big one. WrestleMania is essentially like the season finale of all that right, year's okay. storylines, right? Good, good. So to wrap everything up, it's always the biggest show. Uh, and then you have like the during the week, you know, the, during the week shows, you set up major conflicts, have people betray each other, good guy, heels become faces, faces become heels, blah blah blah. Then it all builds to, well, I will see you. This Sunday at SummerSlam, and we'll settle this, you know. Right. And get uh, people to pay a bunch of money for a pay-per-view. How much is a pay-per-view? Oh, God, dude, when I was growing up. Now you just pay, like, $10 a month, and you get the network, and you get them for free. Oh. Uh, that way. But when I was growing up, they were, like, $70. Whoa. So it would be there like was a boxing match recently that people were all of a sudden talk, like people who I had never mentioned boxing when I was around them were all talking about boxing. And it was like a hundred dollars, yeah, to watch one I, sport. A lot of yeah. sandwiches, guys. Yeah, I mean, no it's kidding. the same thing. You don't you don't get it by yourself. You get together with a bunch of people and you all throw in a few bucks, right? Uh, yeah, you a lot of pizzas. Community. Yeah, but pizzas. Pizzas you could have had together then. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, That's what pizza you pay for it as a community. Yeah, but I mean, going out to pizza, you're not going to see someone take an elbow off the top turnbuckle. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm I not, you shouldn't. I'm trying to Definitely put together not. what that means. I have a guess. All right. So, uh, Anthony, where are we? Do we summarize it? So, The Rock uh, turns heel, has a lot more tood, says a lot of mean catchphrases, and it all works because he's got perfect confidence. And then what happens? Well, then he breaks out on his own. Starts, his, starts a like, long-going feud with uh, Triple H. Betrays the nation, breaks out his own, goes on with them. Oh, we, yeah, he was part goes, of. He he joined the do- nation of domination and then uh, treated them badly. Yeah, because I mean, like they, they they even said like they you know they brought him on to like help him out and didn't expect him to become the breakout star of it. Right. So that they had to like spin him off essentially into his own brand. Right. And that's when he became the Rock instead of Rocky Dad's name. Yeah. And then he became the youngest WWF champion ever. Had one of the greatest feuds with Stone Cold Steve Austin for years. The Mankind stuff, I really liked watching. I'm just kind of reminiscing. To be <laughs> like, I like seeing that stuff. I was really happy to see some of those moments. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually he uh, fights Hulk Hogan. But, like, Hulk's much older. And then he may have broken the Hulk's rib. Possibly. Well, that was a bad match. I like that even in the documentary, they have John Cena straight up admitting that it's a terrible match. But what? like, Wait, really? Everyone was talking about how like everyone remembers that match forever. Everyone remembers the reaction, like seeing the two legends and everything. But like uh, John Cena said, like if you watched it with the sound off, you would, and you were wrestling you, and flush it yeah. off. Because things like Hulk Hogan, like The Rock oh. is a great physical wrestler. Hulk Hogan is the worst wrestler to ever put on boots. 
He was. Oh. He's Wait, terrible. do they all put on boots? Do a lot of them do yeah. that or no? Most of them put on boots, yeah. Okay, thank you. I just had to clarify. I didn't know what kind of. Oh, man, yeah. this is the most pure we've ever had a one smart and three dumbs episode. But, uh, he's, he's not the wo- I mean, there's been people worse, but, like, of his level, of his su- for his success, he's not a good technical wrestler, right? He gets by on charisma and showmanship and being such, like, an icon. And he's a whole when John Cena but... said if you watch it with the sound off, you'd puke, I, I did not understand that he was saying because the wrestling was bad. I thought he because... meant like because it's so violent that without the people cheering, you'd be like, this is a gross thing to do to a person. No, it's because Hulk Hogan is just a very never been a good wrestler. He's, he's a very selfish wrestler. He doesn't like to do what's called pitting people over, which is like giving your opponent moments in the match. Yeah. Oh, right? he's so, terrible at improv. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he, he really is terrible. He's always been terrible with that. He doesn't. He never pits anyone over. He never. Um, he never like does fun, creative things. He's a very like boring, uncreative wrestler. Always has been. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Um, I want to talk more about that match because that's literally the only wrestling match I've ever watched, and I want to ask you more uh, questions about that here in a second. But I think we've pretty much. So, and then I guess in some. And then the next thing, The Rock becomes a huge movie star and doesn't get beat up in the ring as often anymore because he doesn't have to. Well, he's already like achieved everything the WWE could have offered him. They right. set it up like pretty much to show that he started yearning for something more. It wasn't just like a, I've been I've been wanting to sell out as soon as I can. So much as like right. I have done everything I can here, might yeah. as well go on to the next goal. At some point, he's beaten everybody, right? I guess, and he even like tagged up with the goofy guy with the mask just so it would be mankind. like a, mankind. Mankind, make sure I really like that. Yeah, for yeah, of course you do. As they they it's teamed Dave up. Dave Grohl's to- cousin, mankind. <laughs> uh, it does look kind of like Dave Grohl, um, does it? Uh, but they teamed up just to be a goofy buddy cop wrestling the rock story. And sock connection, the, yeah. <laughs> the rock and sock connection is such a terrible name. No, he, you know he what has, he does with the sock. Yeah, he has a sock. A I know. Sock. Call him Rockham Sockham. The end. Uh, the rock uh. sock connection is just the weird. Now it sounds like Rainbow Connection. Who says? Why would you add the word connection into that? But do you know what he does with the sock? Oh, I don't want to imagine. What does he do with the sock? <laughs> uh, it's it's this one of his finishing mankind's finishing moves. Oh, oh is, okay. So uh, so when he's getting really close to the end of a wrestling match, he hangs the sock on the side of the ring so the roommates know not to come in. Yeah, they know not to come in. Exactly. No. He's about no. to get the one, two, three. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. I literally don't. No, he, <laughs> At he, some point, the audience yells one, two, three, and I don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, well, you pin. You. you Oh, because the, they also count one, submission. two, three whenever Hulk is punching. Like when the crowd. Okay, so if the crowd is punch, right, so that's a different thing. That is like one of Hulk Hogan's moves. A lot. He throws someone in the corner and he punches them a lot, and the audience counts to see yes. how many punches he like gets. Like a combo. Thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just the dumb old like. That's like some old Coney shit because wrestling's filled with that kind of just showman yeah, story yeah, yeah. stuff, right? But, like, to win a match, a normal match, you either tap out or you're pinned. And you're pinned. Right. So those are the two ways, and it's the three count, is that you have to. Which, have in, to in, in, as far as I can tell, seems to mostly be one, two, he shook his leg, and then you keep wrestling. Well, you get one shoulder up. You have to have pin both someone's shoulders down. There has to be rules, or it's chaos, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at one point, at one point, Hulk just started tearing apart the 
computers of the people doing the broadcast, but then didn't use them in a fight. He just like threw some computer equipment around. It felt like there were not rules, I guess. I don't understand this technology. That was Hulk Hogan. They were supposed to probably do a spot on the table and then something happened and they had to abandon it, right? So, like, that kind of stuff will happen just in wrestling. Oh, yeah. How is this not an alien fishbowl? Okay, we need to do a compliment. So then now The Rock's famous as a movie star. Okay, uh, that's the book. So, uh, oh God, we haven't even done the compliments. I know. Jeez. Ezra, <laughs> we Jesus. start and end every show with a compliment. And by that, I mean about a half an hour into every show, we do a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. It's kind of a weird location for the bread. We don't care. It's still a sandwich. Uh, Ezra, you're going to go first. What's your major compliment for The Rock's career as a wrestler? Um, he grabbed a lot of brass rings. I don't know if that's what he's supposed to do in wrestling, but he was... He really, there was a whole segment where he was grabbing all the rings and he, he, he felt like he was doing a good job grabbing them. Um, I, mean, I hope he has a nice just, place for all the rings. Not just grabbing them, but taking them. He's taking you. I thought that was weird. I thought that was a really weird touch. I don't know that was an amazing bit of dialogue. Of course, uh, or if he does, or I don't, I, this was a really weird two hours, guys. <laughs> and then like at the end of the movie, like. Vince McMahon tells that story, but he tells like a much shorter version of it. That's just like The Rock was like, I want to grab that brass ring. And that's it. He didn't say anything about taking rings over to other rings. The Rock did this improv thing where he was like, uh, it was like the, the point of the conversation was Vince McMahon was very supportive of me in all my endeavors. But the yeah, way but it came... I don't believe the way you say that, Alex. I exactly. need some brass rings in that metaphor. Yeah, exactly. So the way The Rock was, he was like, so I said, I'm going to go after a brass ring. And Vince was like, cool. And then I was like, what about this ring over here? And he was like, cool. And then I was like, I'm going to go for that brass ring over there. Uh, and then Vince McMahon was like, cool. And then he was like, I'm going to go for that brass ring. I don't even know what that one does. And they were like, cool. It's like, did he None just do that much? He, just brass rings, guys. You're not, even, you're not even doing it justice. He's like, he didn't say cool. He said, take it. Yeah, take it. <laughs> Rob was like, I'm going to take it over there. He's like, yeah, take it. And I'm going to take it over there. Take it. And then the, much, it's, much more emphatic. With yeah, that. and a little creepy. It's, I just want to, like, it's, it's like, I think he confused the time he was playing Sonic the Hedgehog in front of Vince McMahon. <laughs> and then I got hit. Like, I lost all the rings, but I got one more, so I didn't die, so it's okay. I got to grab that ring, Vince. Take it, Rocky. Take it. I jumped oh, to a really work. big ring. I was in a bonus world. I didn't know what was going on. I got an emerald out of it. <laughs> Take it. Uh, Katie, Katie why well, don't you go next? What's your major compliment to The Rock? I I would actually say... I was actually kind of confused at first. I was really enjoying it. And this is, podcast is about bad stuff, right? Yeah, like that's the, that's formerly. Yeah. Formerly, okay. Now right. we were branded. People were booing, and then we kind of steered into the boo. <laughs> yeah, so. we, we, took a, we took a baby face turn on the show. Now we do... <laughs> took that ring, Katie. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Alex, Alex, it's just a face turn. A face turn. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. Took it. <laughs> as like someone who didn't know anything about the WWE, that was not marketed to people like me. You know, like right. girl, children of immigrants, like that kind of thing. I it was not something that I found accessible at all. And I didn't find out till I was an adult that like a ton of my peers were like grew up watching this stuff, and I had yeah. no idea when I was younger. Um, so I think it actually gave like a pretty good idea of like like. The whole, you know, Alex was describing it, or Anthony was describing it as like a like a soap opera, and yeah. it definitely was like that. And I didn't realize Sports that it was play. like that before. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how much of a history it had. I didn't know that it went back like so many decades, like to grandfather, you know, generations and stuff like that. So I think it it seemed to honor the the company and the industry, and like presented as something that was really beloved and like longstanding and like respected. I don't know if in this a way will that affect really that, but it was produced by the company. Well, yeah, obviously. 
Mm, I mean, the, the, the history of, like, how wrestling was a series of regional promotions that was swallowed up by the WWE, and, like, it's a really fascinating history, the history of wrestling and how it came to be the product it is nowadays. If you ever want to look into yeah, that, there's that a lot is of interesting. stuff on Yeah, and they're, it, like, selling out, like, 65,000-seat, you know, like, yeah. venues, and, yeah. like, it's just, like... You know, it, and it seemed that honestly made more sense to me than when I watch like professional sports on TV, and I see that same amount of people cheering for sports, but with this dramatic aspect and the the performance aspect and the showmanship, like it, it makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, w- whether or not we're a show about bad things, which is still unclear. Um, <laughs> what my favorite thing on the show, one of my, or like, maybe top three at least, one of my favorite things about the show is where there's something that I or other people on the show did not know anything about and get to learn about for the first time. And this, or like, especially if it fills in a piece of like, there was like a dark spot in your knowledge growing up. And this is something I felt like for this. There's like, it's like I blacked out for the part where everyone watched wrestling. And now when people reference it, I don't get it. So, but then I like, so I felt the same way that watching this was like filling in this, like filling in the mystery. Ooh, can we cover magic, the gathering on some uh, episode? Cause I still don't understand that. I mean, I did for a couple of days, and it's taken some turns since I, I understood it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how, but yeah, let's cover Magic the Gathering. Um, Great. But my compliment for this show is actually is related to something that you said, Katie. It goes back far enough to have generations. So, The Rock is a third-generation professional wrestler, which blew my stupid mind. And I... So, I was curious about how many other... There can't be that many third-generation professional athletes in uh in in major league sports and i so i did some research and there are there are a handful of them um and i'll I'll take a couple of my favorites so the the boons ray bob and then brett are third was the first ever third generation family members to play in major league baseball Hmm. the matthews clay senior clay jr bruce and then clay the third so there's two in the same generation and then also so like a grandfather two of his sons, and then a grandson all played in the NFL, which is crazy. And then uh, then my my favorite uh, family is actually four generations. Nasrullah, Bold Ruler, Something Royal, and Secretariat, which were the (sighs) grandsire, sire, dam, and full of elite thoroughbred racehorses. It's a really good horse. Yeah, that is a good horse. That is a horse dynasty, or a dyna horse. (laughs) I can't. I was, uh, yeah, Hen- uh, I was gonna say a Hennessy, but that is yeah, it's word. already been assigned. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So, bold ruler lost the Belmont Stakes to a horse named Gallant Man, set which uh, Gallant Man set the record, which was then broken by Secretariat. I mean, it's there's just a fascinating set of generations. I also think that all professional athletes should be named by combining the names of their parents. So. Mm. In, How about all people? It is a, I, yeah, I love the way you name horses. That is so much fun. Uh, anyway, so those are my favorite third-generation athletes. Also, that's like one of the worst pickup lines I think you could probably tell someone. Like, I, I love the way you name horses. <laughs> I, I meant how everyone names horses, not you particularly, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd fuck that person. Um, anyway, I don't know why I said that. Anthony, you close us out. Major compliment for The Rock's wrestling career. Yeah, uh... I mean, for this thing, at least, I kind of, I want to have to say, I kind of had an experience sort of like Katie, where I, I grew up watching this. My wife, who I watched all of this with last night, uh, did not 
know anything about wrestling either. So it's, it is always fun to introduce her to something. And I did think, like, of all the wrestling careers, I guess this is kind of my compliment about The Rock, is, like, of all the wrestling careers that are a intro, The Rock is probably the best. Because it mm. doesn't have anything, like, too gross in it in terms of, like, his personal life stuff or, like, his wrestling character stuff. Like, you know, the 90s were a different time. People said and did different things, you know, like... There's a, a lot like of that, wrestlers... like that hilarious riff about uh, like Vince like, McMahon's uh, daughter's Stephanie fake breasts. McMahon. Yeah, yeah, like all all Not that stuff. I mean, aged really well. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there was a whole plot line when Satanists kidnapped Vince Stephanie McMahon and raped her and sacrificed her to Satan, and it turned what? out Vince Seriously? was behind. Yeah, Vince was behind the whole thing as a way to fuck over Stone Cold. It was crazy. What? back in the days? Yeah, that's lurid. Yeah, yeah. Insane. You have no idea. There was once a bunch of Japanese. There's a porn star guy named Val Venus. Uh, get it? His name kind of sounds like penis. His clothing oh. is called the Money Shot. Oh, and yes. it was a bunch of angry Japanese. Wait, characters. but if that if his closing move is he throws his wallet at your face, I kind of <laughs> like it. Uh, but there's a bunch. He of knocks Japanese you out with his heavy ass wallet. That were upset about his loge penis because you know, get it, they're Asian. Yeah. And they cut off his penis with a samurai sword. I mean, there's. Are you serious? Oh yeah. my god. They didn't literally cut off his penis. No, no, no. So it was a, like he pretended to be stunned for a minute, and during that yeah. time, they pre- pantomimed cutting off his penis. Yeah, this didn't happen in the ring. This was like a vignette that happened on the okay. the <laughs> mon- like on the monitor, right? The backstage shenanigans. But, like, wrestling was so... There's so many things, uh, especially from the Attitude Era, that are so disgusting and offensive by uh, modern sensibilities, you know? Uh, but that, like, The Rock's career, minus those like those ones that they showed, I'm sure he has other really distasteful things that don't hold up very well. Overall, he's just, like, a fun, silly character. You know, he's, like, really, really cocky and loud and, like, a hell of an athlete. Had a good story. His it, main you know? go-to to make people mad at him is to talk about whatever cities he's in and say the women there are ugly. Uh, didn't age super well either, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't perfect, but I, I, I mean, he certainly didn't cut off anybody's penis with a samurai sword, so that's good. Or pretend to. Yeah. Or at least if he did, he didn't make a plot line out of it, so good, <laughs> good on him then of editing. Or if he did, they, yeah, they didn't mention it in this show. Uh, but it's not like someone like Stone Cold would be the other guy you would do who had, you know, like de- didn't have too many like things in the ring that doesn't hold up so well, but does have like, you know, a lot of domestic violence cases against him in real life. Like things again, you're blurring. I don't understand what is art and what is real life anymore. So that was for real with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, yes, that would be called a shoot. Uh, anything that's fake is a woke. That's the way that term works. Oh. A shoot is a thing in their real life, but that they talk about in wrestling. No, they did. They never addressed his domestic abuse, like in the storyline. I'm just saying, like that's as a I person, see. he I had see. a lot of that. Type I of see. Stuff. Given what you've described from other things, that seems like they would maybe address it. I don't know. No, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess I could have. But you're uh, saying that the WWE has the same policy as the NFL, which is we'll just pretend it didn't happen. I mean, a little bit different because, like, they also, like, knowingly, sh- you know, make people go out and get concussions. Every- I guess the NFL does that. Hollywood too. in general, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Generally, society. You're right. Yeah. Um, man, I so I hope you guys are enjoying this segment so far uh, because we're going to continue it, but now we're going to give it a name. It's called Claire Anthony Explains It All. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I just have so many more questions, and I'm assuming, Katie and Ezra, you do as well. So let's just yeah. pepper him with some more questions. I would just like to I'd start. So the people's champion sounded like it was sarcastic. In what way? Like, explain his championship and how that holds up. Did he just, it, it seemed before, like you said, he won one thing, and so he's just that for life? No, no. So, there are, in the WWE, or in all major wrestling promotions, there's a series of belts, right? There's the Intercontinental Champion, the Tag Team Title, and the World Heavyweight Champion. Okay. Those are the big ones. And he was the youngest World Heavyweight Champion. That was a part of this documentary. Yeah. The People's Champion, that's a little bit different. That's just, like, once he became any champion he started calling himself the people's champion because he's the people's everything right sort of a nickname then yeah okay yeah it's not a title it's a nickname yeah like the heavyweight title like dr pepper is not like an actual like uh, right right like physician or dr dre technically a chiropractor but (laughs) okay is he licensed or not yeah or dr Uh, laura i mean naturopathic chiropractor yeah yeah, depends on the state uh. <laughs> yeah, he's so technically he's not allowed to be the people's champion without getting new licensing in every state he goes to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know he's got a lot of pool. People like the rock, so yeah. he's, he's getting that. He's getting those paperwork signed. You know. I think, yeah, technically he can't go by the people's champion. He just has to go by people's champion, as in some people's champion. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It's cleaner, actually, though. Drop the the. That's good. <laughs> it's cleaner. I like it. Uh, okay, so more broad question. Um, You've said so. There's the work and the shoot, um, yeah. And they keep saying uh, sports entertainment over and over again. The announcers, and the... So that is. I don't know if you noticed. Like, there's these funny things about like rest. Like uh, a lot of all the microphones in the yes, stuff the mics were all blurred out. out. That's because they used to say WWF, which is no longer oh. the name. Of right, because the, they got sued uh, by the Panda people. Yeah, by the WWF. Oh, is that uh, why? Yes. Yeah, the, the World Wildlife, Wildlife Federation. Federation sued the World Wrestling Federation and made them change their name. Because all those pandas were getting confused and like and going They were getting the... beaten up. Yeah, they yeah. were getting like <laughs> Yeah, they oh. tell them not to try this stuff at home, but the pandas are just going to do it anyway, right? <laughs> They're like, and... "Oh, that's us. WWF, let's do it." And then they do a lot of elbow punching. Yeah, and you think a pile driver is dangerous when like, two humans do it to each other. You should see what happens when a panda piles drives oh, another man. panda. I don't even want to see that. It's yeah. I do kind of want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, so my question is just like, what is the relationship to reality? Uh, like, it, it. I mean, what's the relationship to reality on days of our lives, right? None. So, so none at all, exactly. right? Anything that you turn on the TV, your show starts. It's a show, right? Unless something crazy happens, like an injury. You know, when Owen Hurt died, uh, when that happened. Did he die in the ring? He was uh, was doing a character at this time called the Blue Meanie, who used to come down, up and down from the ceiling, like from the rafters. Oh, no. And uh, he was doing that. And he had a cape on, and he was like moving his cape, and it unhinged, unlike hooked his uh, wince, and he fell uh, and hit the side of the ring and died on his way to the hospital. Oh, like I that, that happened at a pay per view. That actually happened. Oh. And when that happened, no, the show must go on. He's not gonna. They went on to do the night when they found out he was dead. They stopped the show and told everyone, "This is not a part of the act. It's not part of the show." 
this is real, this is a tragedy. Wait, they, they said this is not part of the act? I mean, they didn't say that. They didn't come out and say that, but they were like, uh-huh. this is actually happening, right? Yeah, I forget like the exact language they used, but they were like, ladies and gentlemen, an unbelievable, horrible tragedy has happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of the announcers had a heart attack uh, a few years ago uh-huh. while doing the thing. That was like immediately acknowledged that this is a real thing. We are taking him to a hospital professional. This is not not a show, not part of the show. So, like, but anything else that happens within the confines of that thing is going to be a part of the show. It's going to be part of what what is known as kayfabe in the industry, which is the reality of the show. So, if you see wrestlers like doing anything within the show, they're supposed to be kayfabe. Like some wrestlers like live that life kind of outside of it. Like if you're in an airport with another air wrestler, you're supposed to be enemies with. Maybe like be kind of like angry with them in public a little bit, just so that people don't see. Like some wrestlers commit that much, some don't, and that's called breaking kayfabe. Like if you see two enemies, like the Hulk Hogan Rock one's a great example. Like at the end, they hug it out as they walk up and like pointing to each other, like keep it going for this guy, right? They shouldn't be doing that in the reality of the story. But when like legends fight and like that, they often break kayfabe like that at the end of the night, like just like hey. Give it up for this guy. That was a good time, you know. Well, my question is, I feel like the stereotype of the dumb, you know, WWE fan is that they think it's real. I always thought that maybe some people did think it's real. Are you, do you know, does nobody actually think that the violence and the animosity is real? Or is there like a decent number of fans who buy into I, it? I really, I can't. I mean, when I was very young, I, I believe that it was real. But very early, very quickly, you learn that it's a fiction and a reality. And what I've always said about wrestling is, like, what exactly is it that people don't think is real, right? Like, the wrestling and the storyline, yeah, that's that stuff's not real. But, like, getting hit with a chair or falling off a ladder through a table, that's real. Like, those are, like, well, kind of prop tables. Those are stage hits, though. Yeah. They gotta no, be. Not. There's a reason why you can't hit someone with a still chair anymore. There's no way to fake that if I'm whacking you in the head with it. Like, I can pull it a little bit. Okay. Like, so, there's still a physicality that is real. You so, know? I guess some of that seems to be true. Like, so, yeah, definitely, like... This seems super painful. They're definitely doing things that hurt, but they are also like they're doing a lot of stage punches. They're doing yes. a lot of slaps. They're in that in the fight, the one wrestling match I've ever seen, there were times when the rock was missing Hulk's face by a foot or two and yes. the, the and Hulk was getting hit by it like really yes. hard. That's why you were supposed to throw up. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. see, now I get. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. It wasn't a good match. You're supposed to see those things, but if you know what you're looking for, you can see like the way a wrestling match works, right? Is like you know who's gonna win, and then as what's cool about it is it's it's like you have like a there's like a writing team and stuff like that that does it, but like the match is almost usually exclusively planned out by the performers themselves. So you see oh, so much of their personality. Cool. You can really see the way two wrestlers who work together. Their matches are so good because they sit around and they're like, okay, let's do this, 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 and this. I've We've been working on this thing when we've been training together. Let's let's do this at this big pay-per-view. And then right. they have like a loose set that they're, they're going to hit. And then they improvise along the rest of the way. So you'll see right. them like tell each other like, okay, I'm setting up for this or let's do this or let's move that way. Things like that. The ref will have like a rough idea of the way the match is supposed to go too. So he will like he's the one giving them time to let them know where they're at in the match. Oh, um, when he's pretending he's yelling at them, like don't choke people in the throat. He's actually being like, you have two more minutes. Come up with a great move. 
Yeah, basically stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. I was uh, wondering also... what his role was because there was a part in the one wrestling match I've ever seen where um, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan took off a shoelace and tried to garrote the Rock, like that <laughs> that mafia where you put a rope around there and strangle them yeah. from behind. He did that, um, and and then the ref seemed mad. Yeah, Hogan fights Doty, but what are you gonna do? Call Hogan out, you know? I mean, that's like a fucked up thing to do. Yeah, yeah, but again, it kind of goes into the fiction of the show, right? Like Hulk Hogan's the second or third most powerful man in this company. What is he gonna do? The rules are crazy. He may punch me, the referee, if I stop him. So at, he at one point, he did knock out the referee, but I yeah. Uh, oh, refs get knocked out all the time. Which I felt fine about because he's like yeah. he's like the cops. It felt like uh, yeah. we're not supposed to root for the for the ref, but like the the. Well, that's actually okay. Has a ref ever won a fight? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, crazier things I'm sure have happened. There, are, there have been matches like there's one match that I think it was. Was it the Hulk Hogan one that Mick Foley was the referee for Mankind? No. Was or was that a Stone no. Cold match? That that was uh, not the one match I've seen. But yeah, but there know, was like footage in this of the Rock refs refing another match. Yeah, there's occasionally like refs, like wrestlers will be guest refs and stuff like that, and that's usually kind of fun. They'll Crazy things can happen there, but uh, I can't think of any specific time a ref will. All right, here's a question for the you. The people's elbow seems mm. like it it's really telegraphed. Yes. It feels like you have a lot of time to dodge it. It seems like not that effective of a move. Uh, how well, how the, good of a move is it? The people's elbow, one, is the most electrifying move in all of show business. <laughs> so that, that goes a long way. True, it's but, very electrifying, it's, yeah. It's, it's the it's only one half of the rocks finishing thing, right? Right, because first so he, he has the rock three bottom, rock bottom, which yeah, the rock bottom is supposed to knock you down, right? And then the people's elbow is just a big flashy theatrical move. Like it doesn't make much sense. Hulk Hogan's finishing move is a leg drop, which has always been the lamest finishing move <laughs> in all of Could the. Can you industry. explain to people who have never seen this, like a rock bottom and then a people's elbow? Uh, yeah, so uh, rock bottom would be uh, I would pit one of your arms over my shoulder, so I'm kind of ho- holding you in like a weird half hug, and, and then I pick you up and I slam you down. Really, this is where you being like a helpful partner, like you'd practice yes. that move to when you said practice together, you mean like practice getting picked up and dropped for that. Yeah, I mean, most of that type of thing, that should be pretty easy. It's usually more bigger spots. Like, if you're doing something big off the tightrope, so, like, like jumping over the ring onto someone, that's the stuff you really want to practice, like, if you're doing something new. But the rock bottom, it's just mostly going to be, like, you do need to help lift yourself up if you're going to do it, have it done to you well. And then in, like, all wrestling stuff, right, you need to sell it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Make it look like it hurts really bad they do a lot of like stumbling around uh like stunned they do a lot of that in a way that makes me think that that uh they're not fully conscious of how bodies work no i mean again they uh it's a show they've been doing this for a long right yeah uh but yeah so that's the rock bottom and then the people's elbow uh is once you're knocked down on the ground and he has all the time in the world what he does is he stands above your head slowly pulls off his right elbow pad, throws it into the crowd. Right, because that would have made it too gentle of a move. Yeah. And then he... Lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Huh. Right? Um, 
You guys still so there? It's a strip tease. Yeah, Anthony, you, yeah, you just screwed so, your back. Sorry. Man, I disappeared for the best of a second. Uh, but yeah, throws the shoulder pad. He throws his arms back and forth for a second. Oh. Just again, just to hype people up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he runs across the ring, slides dramatically towards the person, and then just drops an elbow right onto their stonum. And that is his finishing move. Wow. Electrifying. Again, it's a good move. It's like... It makes sense. Like anything with wrestling, if you pick it apart like this, it's going to sound dumb because it is, right? No. <laughs> the other thing is, like, once you're in it, if you're there seeing, like, I, I was at WrestleMania 19, the, oh. that Stone Cold and the Rock match that's shown in this. As, as, like, being there surrounded by that many people losing their minds, screaming, and watching something like that happens, it's amazing. And you get the same experience with the TV as well. To an extent, right? It's just like it's satisfied. You want to see him do it because you know what it means narratively, not physically. Does that make sense? Like yeah. so much wrestling is like, yeah, that doesn't make sense to what a person would do, but it makes sense narratively that this person is in control of the other one. So you're stunned while I can set something up, right? There is like there's a narrative and a flow to the match that you just sort of like learn to pick up on that you know and like that is what has become satisfying um we gotta wrap up really quick but i want to have get some questions from you guys too if you have any katie what were you gonna say um so when you're saying that like hulk hogan's not he's kind of like a selfish wrestler a selfish player is that when that manifests in such that like rock will like put down like a really like brutal move and then Hulk will just like get up immediately and be like oh that didn't bother me at all (laughs) does he pull out a gun like an improv (laughs) (laughs) he has done shit like that before but yeah it's just mostly like he doesn't he doesn't pit people over very well in terms of like he doesn't sell their moves very well he's really shitty about uh losing he's always been really bad about that like he fights that's why he went won so many of his matches for so long uh Because yeah, he refuses kind of to lose. Yeah, he refuses to lose. Just huh. won't won't do it. Uh, he's the biggest star in the world. What are you gonna do? Like he's Hulk Hogan has always been a monster, uh, and the whole world knows that now. But <laughs> yeah, he's always been a terrible, self-serving piece of garbage. Uh, but are you just saying that because you're really buying into his heel act, or well, in real life? Because well, uh, the thing is, he tried to be a hero for years. But I mean, like. You know, the racism, the sex tape stuff, his, like, the toy stuff between, like, as a guy who has no loyalty to any of the companies he is with, is always, like, no one has any good things to say about him. Uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan. Did you ever nev- see him hosting uh, American Gladiators? No. Because it, it made me a Hulkamaniac, man. No, I mean, that's the thing. Everyone was a Hulkamaniac back then because he just didn't know any better. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is and recent. He- I should have known better. but it it is kind of cool to see like you know like the rock has always been someone who has a really stellar reputation the undertaker just retired he always had a really stellar reputation but like john cena bautista guys like that who are in wrestling now who literally just seem like really good people that makes me like very happy for the industry yeah not to just be filled with you know psychotic drug addict wife abusers yeah. yeah, John Cena's done a lot for the image of the WWE in recent years for, like, the perspective of someone who has no into that um, media or community at all. Like, yeah. I have seen stuff that he's done, like, pop up, like, all over, like, Reddit and stuff like that all the time. I have a lot of respect for John Cena now. He's the reason why I stopped watching wrestling originally. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it was more of, like, 
when he kind of came in, it was like the changing of the goat, and it became like what's known as like the PG era of uh, wrestling. Like John Cena is like he, you know, so it talks like a thug, but he's like really positive and like no love, not hate. You can't see me. I don't cuss. You know, I always win. I don't understand why I can't see him. Yeah, I don't cuss. I don't fib. Yeah, that's exactly what John Cena's character is. Weird. Uh, Which is cool. And now as I'm older, I'm respecting that. But, you know, I was like in my early 20s, I was kind of getting bored with wrestling in general. Well, I, we got to we gotta get wrapped up soon. Um, I have so many more questions about it. But actually, that reminds me of what I wanted to do next. So let's move on quickly to lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning so bonus lightning bonus round, bonus round is our uh, mini game segment where we talk, we ask, answer questions that are related to or inspired by, but not necessarily related to the episode or the thing that we watched. Man, talking. Um, so here's my question. So you said, Anthony, you like fell out of love with this because it was the PG era when you were in your twenties. And I guess what, uh, as and Katie, what is something that you guys? Uh, ha- liked that you did you have something like this that meant so much to you for 10 years that now you're like nah. but then it maybe is also you have a new respect for a different respect for as an adult like does this remind you of anything in your life that you could tell us wow about? this is gonna be like a really specific thing we have to like pull off the top of nowhere um i don't know uh... i i feel like you could do it just because i don't have one doesn't mean it's hard <laughs> um... I I, i've liked most of the stuff i liked when i was younger if I still like it now, I didn't go through a period of not appreciating it. Like I've always watched cartoons and stuff like that. I used to, I used to, my favorite book used to be Lolita um, by Vladimir Nabokov. Yeah, and now yeah, yeah. like, as like, you know, and like, I always knew that the, obviously the, the pedophilia aspect of it was wrong, but I was like, Oh, but like so poetically stated. And it's about like kind of despair and passion and not being able to control that kind of thing. Um, which I, as a young person, when I was like 12 or something, something I thought was really mature, but now like as an adult, like, when you read Lolita, yeah. Wow. I don't know. We just had it around the house. I don't know, but I really liked it. <laughs> and it was very, like, poetic and, like, lyrical. And, like, he spoke, like, multiple languages. And I was really into that, too. You Man. know, like, all the French references I was like, really into. But now, like, as an adult, and, like, I'm just like, eh. Even if, like, the author didn't participate in these kinds of activities, like, this does not hold up. Like, it's, I don't like how it's kind of romanticized. I don't like how it's kind of, yeah. like, apologist. Yeah, um, 2015 so like, must have been so disappointing for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read Lolita. I know what is supposed to happen now. <laughs> I it is weird because he's such a brilliant writer that is like could do anything. Like you could use that power for anything. Why this? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, it I... just like a challenge? You're just like, man. I bet I could make you guys like this character. Kind of right, like he's the lovable villain. Yeah, he's the, yeah, which which is like part of the reason why like I thought it was so good, and I'm just like I know this is horrendous, but like you empathize and like you you know like you come to understand and like learn who this person is, and but now I'm just like oh you know like yeah. ooh. yeah. yeah do, you, do you think like Hemingway was just like it's like hey Navokat, but you can't make pedophilia cool. He was like oh yeah, but you can't make fishing cool, and then it's like <laughs> you're on. <laughs> Uh, I love that. I love that theory. As, do you, as have you thought of something? It doesn't have to be that specific, but just yeah, something. Well, that... no, I guess I, I feel like the things that like I that I cared so much about. Um, I don't think I ever gave my chances uh, myself a chance to fall out of love with them. I guess oh. is the thing. Like I feel like I, I'm more like once I think that's a possibility, I don't think I'll go back to those things because right, I'm afraid. Right, right. So like like so for example like uh, 
like uh, I really really loved uh, like Kurt Vonnegut like I think like like uh, like mid teens like you know through like uh, college uh, but I'm kind of afraid like to read any of it again just in case it doesn't like hit me in the same way um, because like uh, I I don't like I I, uh, I don't know how like I, I feel like I can't really win basically like and so like I'd rather just like, kind of leave it as it is. That's interesting. I because I, I guess th- this was a not a super well thought out lightning bonus round question. Um, but yeah, that's an, that's an interestingly different thing. I guess what's interesting to me about this thing with, with the WWE is that it's, it continues on. Like this is like revisiting or like how the thing at the time has changed its opinion to you, but it's not like Nabokov is still writing on that book or, uh, uh, same with yours as I, so I guess I wonder if it's something that's like continuing where it left me. Um, mm. Not that those are bad answers; those are great answers and really interesting. I guess I'm just trying to think if there's anything for me that's like, like the WWE, where it's just continued on, changing and evolving, but like we've grown in different directions. I mean, I'd say like the Simpsons are a very obvious answer. Yeah, that is a just good like answer. something that. But I mean, that's more of a like the the show got bad, not anything that changed on my opinion, on my, like my behalf. Like I don't think that is like. Oh, if I was, like, the same person, like, the young person who loved the early season of The Simpsons, oh, I bet if that person watched the new ones, they'd be like, no, I'd still be like, this is just not as good. I wonder, like, if, because the New New Simpsons is so, like, off-putting to me, having watched mostly old Simpsons, but, like, if I started now, would I, like, think that the old ones were just boring and slow? I don't think it's that bad. I mean, even if, like, the overarching stories and the characters aren't as interesting, it's still got, like, uh, like, dozens of random tiny jokes that are still kind of Simpsons style. They'll still make me chuckle, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not it's compelling or engaging, but it's still like is entertaining. And you, I still know the characters, you know, they haven't strayed too, too much from like what they are like, um, like the, the main family anyway. I don't know. What, I, guess... ooh, ooh, I got one. Oh yeah. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> it has kept on and it's evolved a little bit, right? At one point they used chicken for the bun, but like, it's mostly still the same, and you're you've changed. Yeah, um, so I, I I would like to like because I don't know you know I I was definitely in love with it as a as a kid, and there's like different phases where I, I meant different things to me. Yeah. Um, I would like to go back to yeah I, I've I've yeah I don't know that's a great I'd like answer. To back to I guess this is a really kind of a weird answer, but uh, I was just thinking about Star Wars this way recently because there was like a time where it meant a bunch, and then a time where it changed, and I was b- better, and it was not. And then there was like two years of magic where it was back and we got two Star Wars movies, two Christmases in a row. And I thought I was excited for it to continue. But the other day they started, they had all these cardboard cutouts at the Target that it's like Star Wars time again. But like now there's a a red bad guy and I, I'm exhausted by it. I Let's hope see. that's his name. I hope his <laughs> name is just Red Bad Guy. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is a fucking lazy-ass writer. Who knew? <laughs> uh, that's why with, like, Star Wars, you gotta... Like, I am excited for this one, and then I think I'm checking out. I yeah. really like Ryan Johnson. I think he's done nothing but great films so far, so I'm dying to see his Star Wars. And then I could not give a shit less about And I'm about curious, Ron, like, what was the action that cost... Um, Han Solo. Yeah, well, I want to see what cost Han Solo is hip, but other than that... Uh, or was that the last one? Damn it! That was the last one. Not that even was Han Solo is dead. I forgot he's dead. Oh shit! Spoiler yes. too. Oh man, everything's the worst. Also, all those people in the other one are dead. Everybody's dead. Star Wars sucks now. 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> How was our one question in Lightning Bonus Round? Did we do it? it was... <laughs> we did it. If you want to play with, along with Lightning Bonus Round or if you have questions for us, go to readdashweb.com slash next and you can post questions. You can see all the topics that are coming up for the rest of The Rocktober. And it is going to be great. All the things that we the rocked the vote about. Now it's time for a minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order. Uh, Anthony, that means you're up first. What's your last nice thing you're going to say about The Rock's wrestling career today? Um, I like that he still continues to come back to do it because The Rock has, you know, a lot of wrestlers grab for that brass ring of movies. <laughs> Wait, which one? Fail. All of them? Fail so every everyone gets a shot at that ring if you wanna if you're big enough in the WWE they'll pit you in a fucking movie <laughs> yeah uh, that's fair and almost all of them they just they always pick the worst material to work with and it never works for them and The Rock for the most part is like picks really good movies and he's great even when he's bad in movies he's great in them like and that's sort of like yeah a thing about the man himself even when he was in bad matches he was good in them like right. The Rock just kind of has that. He has that it. Like, they talk about him in this movie, this documentary about, like, everyone just sort of knew he had it. Like, you, just, you look at him like, whoa, this guy, this is the guy. And, like, yeah, this, you really kind of do see that from him. And he got a lot of respect for him and, like, never gone on to, you know, have, like, a horrible racist meltdown or say anything terrible or been arrested for domestic violence. So, no. my... Minus my minorest of compliments I have because it should be a bare fucking minimum that anyone should pass, and it's very hard. That that he, in. he seems like an, an okay but person. Yeah, that he seems like an okay person at or, least. Or or yeah, uh, the, that compliment is we haven't found out the fucked up shit that the Rock is into yet. Uh, that'll be a yeah. dark Rocktober guy. If you, yeah, I mean, like, it's, if you like a famous man, you're gonna find out that he's a piece of shit. It's just every yeah, I, time. A lot of the people in this documentary have been invited to Trump's White House, right? Uh, sure. I, I don't know if the Rock. Yeah, he, wrote a, he spoke at the RNC. He didn't did he? speak at the RNC that uh, one year, but that yeah, seems like he was almost like a comedian there, and like the yeah. Bushes seemed weird about it. And that was like '04, and like the RNC of '04, while oh, evil 2000, is not, guys. Uh, yeah, 2000 is not the RNC of like today, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Probably about like ninety percent the same blood that was in yes. there. <laughs> well, just no. in a bucket in the back. <laughs> every every person in that two thousand died by two thousand four. Uh, it's a whole new crop of Republicans. They're all blue hairs. They're old as fuck people. Third generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, third generation. <laughs> uh, my minor compliment. Um, I mean, we didn't even get to my question about are there rules? Because there's a part where Mick Foley has his hands tied behind his back and being repeatedly hit in the face with a chair. And I was like, that doesn't seem like that should be part so, of wrestling rules, but there are rules. But that is like a no holds barred match. That was like a I the holds match. was uh, one of the holds uh, was rope on your hands yeah. and then yeah. metal to the face. Um, uh, that was you could do whatever you wanted. Use the only way to stop the match was someone to say I quit. Ooh, ooh, Anthony, are there any matches that are like no bars held? We just like there's all these bars on the ground. You just can't pick them up. Well, you can pick them up. No. You just can't hold them. That, I mean, You're always juggling. Hot potato, bar potato, hot potato. There is, anyway. you know, ladder matches, money in the bag matches, hell in a cell, cage match, tables, ladders, and chairs matches. I, <laughs> like tables and la- tables, ladders, and chairs definitely sounds like a game I learned as a kid. Yeah. Oh, it's the most dangerous a game. You want to be real careful I, when you play tables, ladders, and chairs. I mean, oh, no. chairs and either. chairs and tables are fucked up, but ladders feels like you're adding a real likelihood of spine breaking. 
Wait, are there shoots also? Uh, what? Tables, no, la- shoots, and ladders. Yeah, tables, no. chairs, ladders, and shoots. This should be though. Just drag <laughs> a children's play slide are out. <laughs> oh yeah, bouncy house. Is there bouncy house matches? Oh man, I'm in the bouncy house. No, hell, is, hell in the bouncy house. There, there has been multiple buried alive matches when you have to bury your opponent in a mound of dirt they have. <laughs> what? That's, that's like yeah. some Edgar Allan Poe shit. I like it. I yeah. am. I am ninety percent con- certain. That you've made up one in three things you've told us Every today. Every single one of those matches I just told you is a, a real thing. I uh, this feels like the match, whole episode is two truths and a lie. Match. Sorry, go ahead, Ez. Uh, I was just riffing off other uh, the Raven matches, just other other Edgar Allan. Oh, okay. Match. My minor comment <laughs> though is uh, just for my favorite thing I think The Rock ever said, which was on this documentary, which was I didn't want to be second once I heard first was available. I don't know. That really got me. Like he had not heard about first or like he thought it was taken and so that's why he yeah, wasn't he trying to win like it. and then he was like oh it's a, it's a, that's an option well shit I'm gonna do that then I've had a similar thing with like um uh like you know chicken sandwiches you know it's like it's like oh yeah sure like absolutely I have the soup but wait there's a chicken sandwich available <laughs> I will take that instead <laughs> uh I wonder if this is related to your changing relationship to uh KFC um, yeah, I'm not. I may or may not be eating KFC right now. <laughs> All right, I'm, not, uh, Kate, I'm assuming you're not, Katie. Minor compliment. I really liked. So we watched like the first two hours of this. I watched part one and part two mm-hmm. of seven. Yeah. Uh, so this thing is, and it includes his whole career. Well, yeah, yeah. to be um, fair, the the first two and a half hours was uh, the documentary, and the rest is all of those matches that they talked uh, about. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so all oh. of those big matches. I watched a few of them last night. Oh, oh just immediately play after the movie. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah, I just really liked how it seemed like the WWE has kind of like chosen Rock to be like their, you know, Odysseus or their Aeneas or something. <laughs> you know, like the epic, you know, like It is an epic journey. Time. That's what it was called. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it felt very symbolic. He was like their hero. He was like, you know, like the like the people's champion. They decided to like really pay tribute with these like, you know, it's a whole genre like the epic, um, yeah, like yeah. Hero's journey. You know, like El Cid and like all that kind of stuff. So I I like that they were really drawing on tradition, literary tradition. Uh, I really like the in, time in, the, in that credit sequence. Like Virgil was like, "Oh, muse, I am not worthy to tell the story of the rock." <laughs> <laughs> I liked the part where he stabbed Mick Foley's only eye. <laughs> who, who hit you with the chair? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, well, wax in your ears. The Rock is gonna sing. <laughs> Man, it also it pisses me off that he can sing. He's just too good as a person. Uh, anyway, Ezra, minor compliment. Uh, wait. Side note: Can we like do more classic stuff? I remember, like, I want to get more of the like the uh, more of a core uh, comp, like core uh, class out like uh, later. Could we just like do like a like a whole just like old shit uh, month? Sure, old shit month. I mean, you have to make it a, a portmanteau with the name of the month, but then we'll do it. Shit-temper. Jantiquity. <laughs> That's my better. Jantiquity is not only great, but fast. So, excellent. Ten points uh, on that one, for sure. Jantiquity is very good. Uh, we were already doing Sponsuary, but I think Jantiquity is pretty solid. Uh, we'll, we'll have to discuss if we can push off to... Uh... Out with the old, in with the old. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's got a tagline. All right, well, so I guess we'll do sponsoruary because uh, we got uh, Jantiquity. 
Jantiquity. I'm writing that down. Uh, and, while I do, Ezra, minor compliment. Uh, I mean, I I really do believe we actually covered this. As, uh, you know, like I think we we did do like the Scorpion King at one point, right? Like um, no, we, no, like but actually, like uh, Alex for our show, we we like we oh. we, we, talk- <laughs> we did what? We watched the short the Scorpion King already, right? Like we, oh, the we Scorpion that, King. Right? Yes, 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 yes. We did. Okay, so. It was great to be able to see another part of Scorpion King again. Um, I, I, I don't know why. I, I just, I think the Scorpion King might just be my favorite rock movie ever. What? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it should be, but it, it, it is. Should so not I've be. Come, I, but I've come to grips with that. Um, so, huh. yeah, yeah. I, I haven't know. seen it since it came out. Does it? Is there any actually good merit to no, it? No, it's the worst. I mean, I mean, how can a thing hold up that is not like, like? You know, like it's not. How can something hold up that could never stand in the first place? <laughs> yes, exactly. It hasn't gotten worse. Yet. Uh, it is by far the best Scorpion King. <laughs> All right, uh, that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Journey to the Mysterious Island, which I don't know much about, but it was uh, uh, very popular in the uh, rock Rocktober The Vote, so uh, the Meat yep. Buddies voted for this. Uh, it was originally suggested by Hank, who says, not only does this piece of art star The Rock as a replacement for Brendan Fraser from the first movie, which I do like sequels with replacement characters, but it also dares to suggest that Vanessa Hudgens could be the daughter of of Luis Guzman. And uh, after that, how much willful suspension of disbelief can we even manage? Hey, so. why couldn't she be the daughter of Luis Guzman? Yeah, why not? What the fuck did Luis Guzman ever do to you? You think he's not I think... punching up when it comes to the bedroom? <laughs> Luis Guzman is punching up. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's dope. I... Yeah, he does have kind of a face, though. <laughs> but who, who doesn't love Luis Guzman? We, we all have faces, Alex. Yeah, yeah but you know what? She just in the genetic lottery, she rolled a really strong character and didn't get any of his genes. I buy it. I, yeah, I feel like I don't know who the mother is in that story, but I feel like Vanessa Hudgens has her eyes, nose, cheeks, forehead, mouth, chin, and neck. But she got his winning personality. Yeah. And <laughs> It's a real win-win. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty fun. Sitting on Luis Guzman, fuck yourself. Well, uh, Hank, you've made yourself an enemy, but we'll be talking more about that next week on Journey <laughs> Two. Specifically, I'm, I'm guessing Luis Guzman isn't too happy about this either. <laughs> <laughs> when Luis Guzman does our show, Anthony will be the only one who doesn't have anything to account for. Luis Guzman, I really liked you in Out of Sight. All right. I just, I, just, I just want to be on the record saying that I really like that insight. Just make, grabbing a chair on the right side of history, as I love it. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a Luis Guzman uh, compliment. I like your appearance in, um, in Community also. Man, you got two fans on this show, Luis. Katie, are you going to try to make an effort at this? Because I cannot. Uh, was he in that movie Waiting? I found his character off-putting in Waiting. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to have some explaining when he comes on the show. He's yeah, in Boogie he's Nights. Good. I remember liking Boogie Nights. Yeah, he's great in Boogie Nights. He's great. Katie, he's great in anything. Kalito's Way. Uh, other things I can't pull right now. <laughs> guest, guest on uh, Fraser. Oh, he's oh. in Magnolia. Who's in Magnolia? Everyone, everyone pull up. 
Everyone was in it. But you know, that well, that's true. You know what comes up first, though? Journey to the Mysterious Island. Anyway, so oh. all of that and more next week uh, as we continue the Rocktober. And thanks to our meat buddies who voted. We have some awesome topics uh, just to f- fill out the calendar. So after Journey to the Mysterious Island, uh, for we will we will be uh, doing Moana, which we've been talking about for a while, and I'm very excited about, which includes the rock singing. And then, of course, we'll end the Rocktober with Fraggle Rock. I, I would laugh, but you already told me this is going to happen, so I, ha, ha, I'll, I'll pace in the laugh from when you told me the first time, Alex. <laughs> from, from this week over lunch when we talked about it. I, yeah, it was good to see you in real life. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was right. such a delight. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're talking about Fraggle Rock, because as, as we always do, as is traditional in the Rocktober, we always do one episode with Rock in the name that is not The Rock. But... I feel like the more explained, the less good it gets. You're right. You're right. Um, also, although that does remind me, as we were talking about doing months, uh, themed months of, uh, we might be doing Bad March, which is just movies with bad in the title, like Bad Santa and Bad Moms. Um, and then... And other ones, presumably. Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. And then we could Ooh, follow... Ooh, that's two Bad Lieutenant movies we can watch. We could follow that up with Good April. With uh, the with Good Wife and the Good Dinosaur, Good Place, Good Place, Good Shepherd, There's so many options. So I just watched the Good Place, the first season. That's a very good TV show. I don't know if you've seen it's it. It's really good, and it's back. Really, really good. I and I was blown away by how much I yeah. liked it. Everyone should watch the Good Place if they want good stuff. Check or, it up, and we might even be yeah. talking about it in Good April. Anyway, uh, and also, you, if you want to vote on our topics, what we do for each theme month, you can go to readdeshweep.com slash meetbuddies and. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry. Um, my wife just... This just in. My wife just handed me a post-it note that says, March Badness. Ooh, that's so much better. That is terrific. Now we're actually doing it. All right, March Badness is officially on the calendar. Wow, we really have a full year coming up, guys. We do. We haven't planned out. Uh, man, March Badness is really good. Oh, uh, good. Thank oh, you, Oh, man. Uh, yeah, killer job, Megan. <laughs> she came in here so like she was so quick and like writing very furiously to catch us before it was over and I was like something bad is happening uh, but something the, great happened the bastard started the war didn't he <laughs> <laughs> alright anyway uh, thanks for being here at Ezra Fox at Anthony Lopez part 2 thank that? you very much I don't know. and at KT Nuggan Great to be here, as always. Thank you so much, you guys. And Anthony, thank you especially for teaching me about wrestling and filling in this yeah, blind thanks. spot. Yeah, so you're going to subscribe to the WWE Network this month? Is that what I'm getting from this? I, uh, I'll i just add this. Thing. Next time I'm talking to somebody who has some subscriptions, maybe the person I'm getting uh, HBO Go from can t- get me into the WWE Network. I don't know. I'd watch one more match. You know what I would do, Anthony? I would go to a... Uh, a show with you, a live one. Oh, well, if Raw comes to town, we should we should go do that. I'll it go. does come to town every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do that with you for sure. All right, I'd be down for that. We'll talk to everybody when that happens, and again before that. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Nothing from nothing.